Which way is catering with Justine and Bruce? Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. This episode of Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce is brought to you by Brannigan, Inc. For nearly two decades, Brannigan, Inc. has energized brands in the entertainment industry, helping fairs and festivals connect with audiences. Their creative, results-driven marketing approach drives attendance and makes communications fun. Check them out at BranniganInc.com. Also, this episode is brought to you by Spectrum Weather Insurance. Spectrum Weather Insurance provides a variety of rain, heat, severe weather, and event cancellation insurance customized for your specific event. They have the experience and expertise that hundreds of events rely on each year. Visit them at SpectrumWeatherInsurance.com. your new record the whiskey and rain i am loving that song it's very like a traditional country in my mind tell us about that Mm -hmm. one yeah whiskey and rain came about um we were uh right for this record knew you know the direction i wanted to go in it or with it but uh we didn't feel like we had that first single yet and jesse frazier uh was was having a meeting with my manager buffy and was like hey um i got a song that i think might be you know my 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 be suitable for Michael's record. Can I send it? And she's like, yeah, of course. So he sends it. And I think she put it on hold immediately for anybody listening, you know, put it on hold. It's kind of like, Hey, I'm going to hold on to this song. Don't send it to nobody else until I tell you I want it or not, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we put it on hold immediately. So it was ours. And um, she just called me and she's like, Hey, I think we got it. Listen. So she sends it to me. And uh, I, it, it just, I felt like it embodied everything that this record is like it was a great lead off single to let everybody know where we're going in this with this record. Mm-hmm. And I just loved everything. You know, it had that Bakersfield, uh, Buck Owens, Dwight Yoke, you know, old Haggard feel, uh, mm-hmm. had some Ronnie Millsap stuff, had some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that signature guitar lick in the middle or in the beginning of it, you know, just stands out. All of that is what I, you know, when I think of country music, those little bits of, uh, of, of the puzzle of stuff that I think about. And so uh, it just felt like it had it all all together mm-hmm. and it just, you know, a good two step and so many can go wrong. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm digging <laughs> it. I like it. So it, it's whiskey and rain, not Tito's and rain. <laughs> well, it depends on what, you know, it depends on the night or how long we're in it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know Justine uh, Tito's is right at the top of the Hey, list. I like my Tito's. Come on. Hey, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So when you put that compilation together on higher education, I mean, Billy Gibbons, of course, Billy Gibbons, but like Kid Rock is on that compilation. I mean, how did you come up with that? Was that because that was the first CD you bought? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, you know, it's it's funny because it was the first CD that I bought uh, off this random kid in the back of a school bus in, in middle school in sixth grade. <laughs> he he, uh, he came, he goes, he said, you got, he goes, you play music, right? I said, yeah, he goes, bring $2 tomorrow. I got a CD for you. I was like, all right. I said, all right. So I think I had to borrow a dollar from my dad, you know, I get there and it was ball with a ball, Kid Rock. And uh, again, um, I always joke, but anybody that knows Tim will agree. He is, he is everybody's one degree of separation from anybody you want to meet, right? Mm-hmm. He 
he knows everybody in like and in a in like a friend way like i know a lot of people but like majority of people that tim knows like send them christmas cards you know like he's yeah. like close to all of them somehow yeah. he's just he's great at that and so i got to know kid rock through tim and and he knew the story and obviously you know kid knew the story and, and we sent it to to kid rock and he listened to it for a while and i think he might have been on vacation when we sent it to him and then he got back i don't even think we knew he and we knew that he was going to he said yeah as soon as we get back and i was like in my mind i'm like what in the hell is going on like this doesn't happen you know like we got billy gibbons and we're gonna have kid rock and i knew i knew we were gonna have tim on it with me and i'm like this is just it's you know this is exactly what i thought you know this is exactly what i had in my mind but way more elevated and i was told i told tim i was like tim we have to do this before the management or before the label here's like we because it's too far like if I say, yeah, we're going to get Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, we got Kid Rock going to agree to it, uh, it's not going to make any sense to them. Like, they're going to be like, hey, what? Like, but they don't know that these are, they know that we're friends, but they don't know how close of friends that we all are, especially Tim and, and them at that time. And so we went in and cut the whole thing without anybody knowing because I was like, this is no way. Like, I, I could see me taking this to, you know, everybody at Warner Brothers and going, hey, all right, well, hear me out. We're going to do this. We're going to be like, hang on, how how do you plan on doing this? So, yeah, they're kind of uh, rolling their eyes at you. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be like, <laughs> what? This is impossible, you know? And so Kid Rock came back from vacation, threw his vocals on it, sent it, and it was just like perfect. And then I put my vocals on and then Tim. Um, and then we were able to, uh, we're headed to hunt ducks in Arkansas on Lee Bryce's bus and played it for Lee. And Lee was like, well, what the hell, man? And I was like, be on it, bro. Like, you know, be on it. And, then, and then next thing you know, I'm getting called from Frank Rogers, who's a co-writer on it and producer on that track. And he's like, hey, man, Lee's going to be in here tonight if you're in town. And I'm like, crap, I ain't in town. I go, he's going to do it. He's like, yeah, he's on his way. And I was like, no way. So the Lee put on it. So it was exactly how I had in my mind, just with way bigger artists than I think I had in my mind. I was not thinking, you know, all these guys uh, would, would be kind enough to to lend their talent and their time for this song, but it's a, uh, it's just all around a bucket list. And Lee and I were just like looking around. I'm like, this is nuts, man. Like both of us were, you know, just look Billy's playing, you know, and I'm like, yeah, that, that hand made Lagrange. Like that's not, <laughs> this is like, you know, kid rock. There's I'm, I'm standing next to the guy I bought his first CD, you know, off the, off of a kid. I wouldn't even know if the kid was in this room right now with me. I don't, I don't, I, and, you know, it's just the whole thing was a, very surreal music Nashville moment that uh, mm -hmm. I, I, as of right now is doing probably the biggest, biggest highlight of my career, you know, is being able to, to share that moment with these guys and, and for all of them to give a, give a crap enough to come out and do a video for it and, and really, you know, give it their all whenever we're all back to touring. It's a, it's a big honor. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So are you at that point where you've met your like number one, like, me since you know tim does tim happen to know sir paul mccartney by the way? <laughs> i wouldn't um listen i wouldn't and we laugh i wouldn't put it past one day we were all at, we were all hanging out uh having like a, a cookout at uh, colby calais place and i said hey tim facetime one of the most famous people you got in your phone and he just grabs it uncle ted and i'm like you're kidding and it, ted nugent's on there he's like timmy and i'm like of course like i i <laughs> Like it's it's it. I'm like you. It's so I would. I'll ask because I, I by this point in time, how many years I've been friends with him, I would not doubt that Paul McCartney, if he doesn't know, 
he's got a guy. He's, he's got, got a guy. I got a guy I, who knows I, him. I love people that know a guy. He, he, you yeah. will love Tim. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. But see, so, my guy, my guy is knowing Bruce. Like, wait, no, I know a guy. Hang on, let me call him. <laughs> You've played a lot of fairs, and they do a lot of things at fairs, like largest this or biggest <laughs> this or anything like that. I understand you are currently in the Guinness Book of World Records. Is that still a thing? It is. It is. We're still holding strong. We uh, took the championship for most sparklers lit at one time from Japan. So I have a, uh, I have a, I have a plaque in my house that's a Guinness Book of World Records for the most sparklers lit at one time, which was like nine hundred and something. And we we blew past them pretty fast. So I think we're going. I think we're holding on to this title for a while. Okay. Um, How'd you light them all? Like with a fire gun? So I had no idea that this was going to happen. Actually, it was in Haines City, Florida, a long time ago. And um, they're like, hey, we're going to. And I, it's weird because I always I remember watching Robin Big as a kid. And they had all these Guinness Book. They had one episode where they're like breaking all these world records. And I was like, I'm going to have a world record one day. I don't know what it's going to be. And I thought it'd be like, you know, most albums sold in a day. You know, like, yeah. go, like Something Michael cool. Ray. Michael Ray destroys Garth Brooks in sales, you know, becomes the biggest selling artist of all time in 24 hours. And that just wasn't the case. Um, it was how it was a bunch of sparklers that we lit in the crowd, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing to do with music at all. But, uh, but so we, we, the guy, the mayor came up to my tour manager and was like, "Hey, we're going to do this. We'd like Michael to be a part of it." So I thought that I was just going to like help him, you know, get everybody together. And it was on Fourth of July, so we had a few thousand people out there, and um, they did it before the show, uh, and it was still dark. So everybody got lighters. They lit them all once and they all had to be lit for so many seconds or minutes or whatever for it to count, you know, and they had the whole, the Guinness world lady out there, the whole deal. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a term. They had the adjudicator out there. Look at that. Bruce flexing (laughs) on us. I didn't even know that's what it was. I didn't know. Yeah. Cause cause we've been adjudicated. Yeah, because we've <laughs> we've we've tried a couple Guinness Book of World Records in our time, and it was always having the adjudicator there to yes. authenticate everything that's to going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you yeah, turn so that into a verb? I adjudicated. Katie did it. Katie did it. did. Yeah. So we and then the lady after we did it, and you know, succeed all great success, and the lady goes. um, what's your address or whatever. So I sent her my management's address and I get a call that we got a box and I get there and I open it up. And it was again, it was one of the, the plaques that uh, has the certificate on there that, you know, yep. says the whole deal. So yeah, that's a, uh, that's my, that's my fun fact. I think I'm not, not many people would, I don't think many people have that, but yeah, that's cool. That's good. Um, one of uh, Justine and I's favorite things to do is kind of when we're on the road together, we kind of watch YouTube videos and, you know, things like that. And Justine pulled out this one video of this one artist doing a country song, which is mm. totally a 360 of what he is known for. But I know you're a fan. And I wonder if Somewhere down the road, there's going to be a time where you and him get together, but his name is Post Malone. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I would love to. Uh, you know, I met Post a few years ago when they were, he was playing in Nashville. And I, don't, I haven't seen him uh, since, you know, they were all in town. But 
um, we all hung out that night and a bunch of us, Thomas Rhett, Lanco, I think Luke Combs was there. Um, Dan and Shea guys were there. We went over to my buddy's place at Whiskey Row and, and, uh, Post and I were talking about like all like traditional country and it blew me away how much knowledge he has for, I mean, not only just current, but like traditional, like the conversation by Hank and, and Waylon, most, a lot of people, you know, it's not a common thing that I would expect him to, you know, especially in more of the hip hop uh, pop world to, to even know that song he knew it word by word and his, his respect and his, his knowledge for just music in general just really blew me away. You know, I would, I would love to, I've always been a big fan of his, even before, you know, that night and getting to meet him and hang with him. Uh, he's just a, he's, he's another one, man, that is, is, you know, exactly who you see on stage and was such a great guy. And uh, I would love, yeah, I would, I would love to, Hey, maybe I'll send him higher education. It's been working so far. Maybe we'll throw posts on it. Just keep adding. Just keep adding them on. Well, well, from what I understand, higher education, that's just the first half, correct? It is, yeah. Yeah. So we've we've done a seven-song EP on this. We're gonna do we're we're gonna be getting in the studio actually probably January, um, and getting back in and cutting the second half of this project. And so, uh, we just wanted to get music out there. We didn't realize between 2020 and all the other stuff, it was, you know, been about two and a half, three years since Amos came out and, and the way that, you know, charts are whirling and taking, you know, more about a better part of a year for a single to get up the charts and get to where, it, where it's peaked, uh, wherever that should, you know, shall be, uh, you know, it's just taking a little while. So we wanted to get music out now and, uh, and then get it, get it out so we can start working, have it out while we're working on, on the mm -hmm. back half of this project. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so Michael, I want to talk about the places you've played um, and you've been all over the country. Um, now, am I right? Have you played the Opry 58 times? Yeah, about to be 59. 59. Yeah. Tell us about the Opry. I mean, that has a special place in your heart, right? Yeah. April 24th, 2015 was my debut. And uh, I'll never, you know, the Opry, I grew up watching all those shows with my, you know, my grandfather, my dad, you know, just learning the importance of the Opry and the magnitude and what it stands for and what it's done for country music and what it did for country music in a time where people didn't know what Hank Sr. looked like, you know, unless you went and played, you know, unless you got a ticket to the Opry. And so um, it's just a mother church and being able to stand in that circle and represent country music for that 15 minutes or there is a big honor for me. And a lot of people don't know this, but like you just don't go book the opera. You know, they invite you every time as a as an invitation, you know, and, and not mm -hmm. a like you use we send we send the dates that were free. Uh and then they, you know, tell us when they, you know, can can have us or, or send us dates that they can use. So it's uh it's just special to me. I think it's it's the part that, you know, a lot of stuff's changing and I get it. But I do think that the opera's done a really, really great job at growing, but also keeping that tradition of the foundation alive that, you know, the mini pearls and the uh, Roy A. Cuffs and String Beans and Grandpa Jones and all those that, that were back in the day, um, Ernest Tubb, you know, those that I think there's a reason there should be a lot of that foundation still held. And I think they've done a real great job at growing with the, you know, the growth of everything, but also keeping that, that foundation there and, and, the, and what, what the Opry stands for, you know, which is, which I think makes it even that much cooler when you're there. I'm always there early. I, I get there early. I might stay the whole time, you know, before COVID and stuff, you could, you could get there early and roam, roam around. And so it's just a, to me, it's just crazy to, to be there, you know, especially that many times. And, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a, it's just a, always a surreal place. Are you ever going to walk out and perform there in a 
Just a sweet looking Porter Wagner outfit. Ooh. Man, if I ever become a member, I'll, I'll, I'll I might do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be yeah. That'd be really nice. Um, speaking of singing places, uh, you're big into karaoke. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been known to hit it up a couple times. Yeah, I, I understand you got a, a go-to. <laughs> are you? Oh yeah, <laughs> you did some backup. Are you, are you talking about Usher? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. All right, let's hear it. Well, uh, this started in, in middle school and high school. So, yeah, there was this there's this place called Crazy Gator, and at the time it's still there in my hometown, but at the time my buddy Michael Robin, his parents owned it and they we all went to school together. And so he uh they would have karaoke, you know, there. And my buddy Paul, all of us would end up going there and because our parents were hanging out there too. So we'd all be in the back just crushing karaoke, you know. And I uh I was like, oh, I'm gonna be cool. I'm gonna learn that ludicrous part. And yeah. <laughs> so that that's became my go-to uh, karaoke song is yeah by Usher. But uh it's strictly my part where I feel like I shine and give my best is ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever done that on your the honky tonk Tuesdays that you do? Have you busted that out for one of those? <laughs> no, you no, should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Here's a little, here's a little something you might remember. From <laughs> yeah. It's not really honky tonk, but I say do it. That's my vote for your next. We can, we can, we can bluegrass up. Yeah. By Usher. So if you ever, have you ever gone to a karaoke bar and just been like incognito, you guys just sit in the back. So no one really knows who you are. And then, you know, some hump like me gets up there and starts busting out a Michael Ray song you just kind of like, oh my gosh! Oh, he's awful. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's awesome, man. I think you know we've we. I I was. I don't know. I, I as a kid and growing up and wanting to be in music, you know, you always, you always just want to know that feelings like when someone gives enough to to you know we even want to do that on a Friday night or like your song enough to like you know have that moment with it whether it's good or bad or whatever. I think it's an honor. I, Randy Owen from Alabama has a saying that don't don't be annoyed that they're asking pictures. Be worried when they stop. You know, and so mm -hmm. it's one and, and it's that type of thing for me. Like we I've had that happen one time. I just went up and joined the guy. The best part is the guy didn't know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> he just saw this random dude was walking up. Then finally, you know, I started yeah. singing and he put it together. But That's um, funny. but it's happened, it's happened before, but it's fun. It's an honor. I think it's I think it's I think it's it's really cool. Brantley Gilbert got me good uh on an end of tour prank one time. Mm -hmm. And uh we didn't I don't he says he didn't realize this, but uh, I think I, th I think he's I think he's lying to me. I think he didn't know this, and I think that he had a, a, a great laugh at me doing a two hundred person meet and greet because we had a hundred person meet and greet we agreed to do with with the radio, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was agreeance of the tour, right? Either me, Brantley, and Lindsay L would go to the station, or we would meet do a meet and greet. Well, it's Brantley's store. So I'm like, well, whatever he, you know, whatever he decides he wants to do, I'll, we'll, you know, me and Lindsay were like, well, obviously follow suit. So he's like, we're going to do, you know, they're doing the meet and greet. I was like, well, that's what we'll do. So we already have a hundred person meet and greet. They went and took a hundred meet and greet passes out of my manager, tour manager's uh, office there. And it gave them out to a hundred more. Yes. <laughs> and so I had a 200 person meet and greet right before we <laughs> right before we went on stage. Oh my gosh! Wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Brantley, I'm sure he uh, gets a lot of things in the mail from his fans and things like that. Um, has Brantley been on your uh, list of rando gifts that you like to send out? Yeah, I sent his son like 600 water balloons. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of like your thing, right? Just sending people random packages. Yeah, man, I've been sending this one couple I met uh, at Colby's house during. Uh, so it's fun because it's just on Amazon and like I get bored. And I'm like, oh, that'll be a funny story, you know? And so I'll just pick something random and they have a monthly subscription where you can just send it to someone's house monthly, right? You just forget about it. I spend 20 bucks a month on dumb stuff anyway. So I'm like, well, I might as well do this. It'll be funny. So this one couple, I met them for the first time and Colby was telling the story. She's like, yeah, Michael will just send gifts of every anything random. Well, I knew a friend of theirs, so I get their address without them knowing. And I started sending them. Somehow ring pops got brought up. So I send them, I've been sending this couple 50 ring pops a month for <laughs> a year. Well, that's funny. <laughs> it's the best. Uh-huh. They finally caught on because they were like, who? And then finally, I think one of them was like, wait a minute. I think Colby said, and then we, I ended up seeing him, seeing him at a house party you know, mm. later on at Jared Neiman's house. And the guy's, the guy has a ring. He brought me a ring pop. And I was like, uh, you caught me. <laughs> <It's No. laughs> He's like, bro, every Every month on the six, we get 50 ring pops. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, a, it's just a fun little fun thing to do. I got one for you, Michael. So on your, on your Instagram, you have th- something on there. There's two things. So damn, I wish I wouldn't have. And damn, I'm glad I did. So what are your two? Give me one of each. I guess I, I guess I'm maybe a little more confident, you know, back back in the day. And then I'm glad, I'm, but I'm also really glad that I moved and glad that I, I took the shot at, at, at making it happen. You know, cause, mm-hmm. uh, my family, like I said, my family had a band and they were all very supportive and, and, and pushing me to do that. And that's not always the case uh, with families and people want to move to Nashville. You know, you mm-hmm. hear the story of the parents not talking to, you know, families breaking up, not talking to someone and, you know, continue the family business or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's not the case in my, my uh, apartment, but I got very, very fortunate. So I was very glad. I'm, I wish one thing I wish I would have done different was, was moved up and been more aggressive in the early years of moving up. Um, and, but I'm glad that it all worked out the way that it did. And I'm glad that, that I can I have a family and a, and a community back home that has always supported me moving and going. Cause uh, until I got to Nashville, I didn't realize that was not always the case. Yeah. Nice. Um, we had the chance to talk with Toby Keith on our podcast, and he was just a delight to talk to because you're thinking Toby Keith, rough, rugged, and he was just a sweetheart to talk to. But one of the stories he shared with us that maybe you got some stories uh, on this as well, but he was a big wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. You know, wrestling and yeah. And I, I know you're a kind of a wrestling fan and like UFC and things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, any, any chances of Michael Ray, you know, in the octagon or off the <laughs> top rope or something, <laughs> man, I think I, I back, back like 10 years ago, there might've been a chance at the octagon. I, I grew up training, but I, and I, I got friends of mine that are, that are fighters and in the UFC, I'm, I'm big fans of them, good friends with, but I think now um probably lean more towards coming off the top rope, you know, oh, okay. but I've, I, uh, I would love to, you know, I would love to, to be a part of, I'm a nerd on it, man. Like what, like I, I grew up, my dad wrestled, uh, Southeast. 
So like Greg the Hammer Valentine who wrestled him and the Coloss and those guys. And then now A&E's been doing this like documentary series. So I just been watching it. It's like I'm seeing like all this come back like from the Attitude Era. And uh, and so it's just, I don't know, I, a little, little nostalgic, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. all I know is that if Vince McMahon wants to see, you know, what I'm capable of, <laughs> you know, put me in the ring. Put me okay. in the- and and what would the name be? Oh yeah, what's your wrestling? Oh, yeah, yeah, what's your wrestling? I don't name? know. I don't know. I have no idea. I need y'all's help on that one. I never yeah. thought about that. I guess. I mean, I grew up with old school wrestlers like you know Vern Gagne and the Crusher and Baron mm-hmm. von Roschka and you yeah. know. Th- the jumping Jim Brunzel and the high flyers and those kind of guys. So you kind of, you need kind of a colorful name like that. You can't yeah. just come out and be like, yeah, Michael yeah. Ray. Yeah. yeah. No one wants to see, uh, welcome to the ring, Michael Ray. You're the guy that they just boo. Yeah. You know, they, 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 would, I'm, yeah. I'm a jobber for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like you're, the Undertaker era. The yeah. Undertaker and yeah, I'll remember all them. Yeah, that's what I want. I'd want to feel. I'd want to feel. I'd be like, oh, I know. You could be a Gator Country, yeah, or something yeah, like that. Want, and I just won't, be, And I won't yeah. ever talk. I'll I'll draw that from Undertaker. Yeah, and just never never right. speak. And, but and then like how Jake the Snake used to have the snakes, I'll just bring out this baby Gator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We might be onto something. <laughs> Let's call your Gator Tail. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm here all night. I'm here all night. <laughs> so any uh any new tattoos lately, Michael? Not any new ones. No, I'm I'm looking at getting some some more stuff done uh at the end of the year. Um but I, I don't got the my new the latest one I got, I got a, a penny from my grandmother. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has her her nickname was Penny and has her Aww. birth year on it. Cool. And uh, I got it done. My tattoo artist Jason um, turned a hotel room into a tattoo shop, and I got this tattoo before I, we went on stage. And uh, it was one of the most painful experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, was, <laughs> was trying to play guitar with a oh, fresh yeah. tattoo underneath this Ooh, yeah. part of your arm was a uh, was a was a, I was playing like this. I think by the time I finished the show, my elbow looked like I, you know. Well, Michael, thanks a lot for uh, spending the time with us today. And uh, we really appreciate it. And good luck on higher education. And also looking forward to hearing the second half. But um, look forward to seeing you again. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you all for having me. Bruce and I want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. If you'd like to drop us a line, You can email us at whichwayiscatering at gmail.com or visit us at varietyattractions.com. A big thank you to our sponsors, Brannigan Inc. and Spectrum Weather Insurance. Which Way is Catering with Justine and Bruce. Served up by Variety Attractions, celebrating 60 years of entertainment excellence. That's fabulous.